Wagner, everybody. Welcome to the Ice Cash Report, Southern Illinois recap and previewing the Penguins' next road game at South Dakota State in Brookings. But first, let's talk about the Penguins' Saturday home afternoon game against Southern Illinois, where the Penguins fell 30 to 22. But all in all, from where we started against North Dakota State to now a much different team uh, that took the field Saturday. Uh, we've talked on all of our podcasts, Tim, about starting fast and who is this football team, finding identity. And I think if you go back almost every podcast we've done, it's finding an identity regardless of what sport. And I thought the Penguins Saturday, especially on offense, found an identity. They chose a quarterback. They chose a running back and stuck with them the whole game. Uh, and you know what? It sucked losing. You know, those games are – anytime you lose a close game at the end, it sucks. There are now signs going forward that, hey, we can do this well. We can do that well. We might be able to throw the ball downfield to our tight ends pretty well when they want to catch the ball. You know, Tim, let's start out offensively. They came out. It looked like the 1990s Jim Trestle offensive lines were out to the first two drives because they bludgeoned the soul. I mean, they came out in power football with a diverse, a wide array of formations, under center, shotgun, split back, single back, five wide for Mark Wade. Uh, just a really good game plan, finally on offense. Finally, the Penguins found something they can do offensively. I think you hit it on the on the nail there when you said they needed an identity and they did the finally did the things they should have done three weeks ago. Picked a quarterback, picked an offense, develop it around the skill sets of the players that you have. Uh, that's coaching. And it took three weeks for this coaching staff to get there, mm -hmm. uh, which is inexcusable, by the way, and, and unforgivable and will always be etched in my brain for that reason alone, because basically what he. Coach Phillip and his staff chose to do is make this an eight weeks exhibition season. And that to me is upsetting to anybody who bought tickets for this year. Uh, you deserve better. And you got better this week. They actually came out with a game plan. They executed it. Second half, unfortunately, fourth quarter did not go their way. However, you give them credit for actually understanding the situation they were in that they had to make them, they had to make decisions. Mm -hmm. You know, they had to put on their big boy pants and they did. And I'm happy about that. I really am. We know who the quarterback is coming into the season. I think most of us knew ahead of time mm -hmm. why it took so eight quarters to figure this out. I don't quite understand. And I don't think I ever will. You, you just deserve better as a football community. Again, they open up the offense like they mentioned in, in their own, uh, you know, pregame show. And I'm glad, that, but mm -hmm. there was no excuse why we couldn't see what we've seen in week three and week one or week two. There's absolutely no excuse for that. It was great to see that they actually, you know, were able to move the ball and make some decisions and some weak decisions late in the game. I understand, you know, when they were down late, the ball was inside their own 20 and they punted the ball away. They still had three timeouts. That's where I thought that we lost was the game that was right a frustrating that was a frustrating decision. Yeah. I get it, and I'm not criticizing it because you did have three timeouts, and you're asking your defense to make a play. And I've always said mm -hmm. that I never have a problem with that. 
if you did get a three and out there, you would have lost maybe 40, 45 seconds on the clock and you would mm-hmm. have the ball back with about two minutes left in the game. Didn't work out that way. I'm not, like I said, you can criticize the decision. I don't think it was a terrible decision. Was it optimal decision? Probably, you know, 51, 49, yes. You can make the case to go for it there and and, and risk giving up a, a go-ahead touchdown or a game-extending touchdown, I should say, game-winning yeah. uh, score. You know, the defense this year has played well, so I don't I don't think it was a bad decision. I just don't think it was the most optimal decision. How's that sound? Well, you know, you know let's touch on that. Is, you know, the Penguins had the ball third and five. They didn't get it. I think it was fourth and five, fourth and four. Yeah. Uh, somewhere like that. And we talked about last week, Tim, I said, if you're fourth and four or within, go for it. And we did a lot in this game. I thought right there, I thought to myself, boy, your defense has not played great in the fourth quarter. Southern Illinois had really caught us off balance with the hurry up offense. And they like to go tempo and they finally found their tempo. And I actually said uh, to one of the gentlemen behind me, I said, we just lost the game playing it right there. Tell you what, though, give credit to our defense. The defense made a hell of a play, especially our linebackers, Griffin Hoke and Grant Dixon. You know, the first play of that drive, Tim, we punted it, and we didn't punt it very well. We They got the ball at midfield. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, boy, they're, you know, 20 yards, field goal, this game's over. And they did exactly what I thought they would try to do is get to the corner. Uh, we've had problems with that this year is stopping the outside run game or stopping uh, the motion outside. And they ran outside motion. And our linebackers made a hell of a play to convert to stop them for a five-yard loss. The Penguins ended up getting the ball back with about a minute 30, a minute 40 left in the clock, no timeouts. And we had the ball 85 yards to go. You're 85 yards away with this offense. It's pretty much game over. You're not going to win. But number seven, Tim, you and I have seen that multiple times. Like I said. Where you get him the ball in his hands and he can make a play to win the game. And he drove you down and gave you a chance. And that's all you can Hey, man, that's my point. It was not – it was like 50-50 punting the ball away there. I don't think it was a terrible decision. You're giving out all your timeouts. I mean, could you possibly not got the five yards on fourth down and they would have been in excellent position using the same timeouts trying to prevent them from scoring? The Mm -hmm. answer is yes. I also think being 0-2, you had to to take it then. Uh, if you were 2-0 and punting the ball away, meaning two wins, no losses in that situation, mm-hmm. I, don't, I get it. 1-1, one one, I get it. 0-2, oh I think you got to take chances and show show faith in your team. I can understand you know, why I, you punt it. Yeah, it's a 50-50 scenario. Um, I don't think it was terrible. Like I said, I don't think it was terrible. I just don't think you're reading the tea leaves of your team real well. Or I showing faith had, in your players. I don't think if they had all three timeouts, I think 100% they go for it. But because you had the three timeouts, that's why I think uh, he decided to punt the ball. And I'm just glad, Tim, that we finally found something that we can do. And we have two players in Mark Wade and Jaleel McLaughlin, who I've been high on ever since this season started. Uh, the physicality that he runs with. And I don't know if you've got the highlight of his touchdown run, his touchdown run to put us up 19, 19, seven. We had the ball at the seven and Tim, he carried tacklers. 
I think the whole game he had to carry 20 tackles. With this offensive line where it's not dominant, you need a guy that can put his foot in the ground. And you mentioned this last week. We need a guy that when the hole's designed to go here, but it's opened up over here, hit that hole and go. And I think we found that guy that can see the hole opening up, maybe not where it's supposed to be opened up, but where it is actually opening up. And I think uh, Jaleel has definitely given us that ability. Well, that's the key is be able to read the the offensive line and make adjustments. It'll be interesting to see how they develop going the rest of the year. They did have a tough first three games of the year. I'm not going to sit here and say they didn't. However, you knew it was going to be challenging to say the least going forward uh, for a, a, a brand new coaching staff to face the first three teams that you had to face. No excuses. You knew what league you play in. You're going to face them anyways. You have to do what you have to do in life. I hope that they learned a, le- a hard lesson in these first three games as a coaching staff, and they move forward. Uh, now they go back on the road. We'll see what happens. It was a, t- a coin toss type thing. I get it. You know, kicking the ball away. I'm, I'm not even upset over that. But being down 0-2 in a conference game at home, show a little faith. You know, have some magic in the night and, and believe in your players. And, and there's nothing wrong with believing in your defense. Like I said, you can make the case both ways. Believe in your freshman quarterback. Believe in the offensive players that you have. Call a play that is Mark Wade in a good position to run or throw the ball. We'll see what happened. And then and, and, and my point, you know, you were, like you mentioned, they were up early. 19 to 7. Right. And that's and you got a 12 point lead. That, Let me finish here. You got a 12 point mm-hmm. lead there. You only scored three points in the second half. You have to take advantage of your opportunities and situations that you're in. And I don't believe the coaching staff did that in the second half. And in the process, put their team in a difficult scenario late in the ball game that they weren't able to really climb that mountain one more time. And that to me was the biggest problem before. Look. We got a young coaching staff that's learning on the job. They're going to make mistakes. Hopefully, these mistakes are learning uh, tools for them to get better, not just this season in spring of 21, but hopefully in the fall of 21. But I hate losing these eight games as a learning experience for the coaching staff. But I think that's where we're at. And, and yeah, it's a difficult thing to accept. But if the growth continues in these eight games and let's say god forbid i hate using it i hate pontificating what they Mm -hmm. could be uh i think each week is a grading point if you're two and six that's depending on your two wins your six losses the rest of the way we'll see hopefully not oh and eight and we go from there uh this week is the most important game this week is the most important game as i say each and every week and mm-hmm. let's grade them on this coming week going forward. Yeah, I, I definitely think uh, overall, and before I get to that point, we're up 19-7. Actually, we had the ball 12-7. Uh, we missed the first extra point, and then we went for two, which contrary to a lot of opinion, I love the decision to go for two. It's 12-0. You have all the momentum. I love the decision to go for two there. I'm okay going for two. Um I would have ran the play. I'm okay with the play call. I would have ran it to a different guy, but I'm not the coach. You know what, though? I'm okay going for two. So you're up 12-7. 
you have the ball, and Wade and McLaughlin are just third rhythm, and they finally have momentum going, and you take as much time as you can down, and then the backbreaker, you let Southern Illinois finally get in their hurry-up offense, you let them get in the flow, and they score to make it 19-13. Slukas got the ball beginning the second half and scored quickly, uh, make it 20-19. So then you're you know, then they tacked on a field to make it 23-19. Penguins got the ball, and Tim had a 10-minute drive. Here's where I think we lost the game. Second and eight, you are moving the ball. You have shown signs of life throwing the ball to your receivers, to the tight ends. Second and eight, and you run a zone play. When Southern Illinois, like you talked about, is starting to play that game in a phone booth. They know what's coming. And we kind of got conservative there in the second half. You only, you mentioned it, only three points. So you get third and eight. Third and eight with the kicker in that win. That win was swirling, Tim. And you know the wins at Stanbaugh. You know, it doesn't go just one direction either way. It swirls. And you've already had a shaky kicking situation as it is. You know, so a 36-yarder should be a gimme, but it wasn't. So third and eight, and you run quarterback power up the middle. That's a second-and-one play call, third-and-one play call. That's not a third-and-eight play call. No. That was a terrible play call. You didn't give Mark Wade any chance to make a play when that's what he's best at. Sometimes, Tim, I don't mean this in a negative way, but sometimes, you and I have seen it, Mark Wade's at his best when he's when he's playing playground ball. Give him a primer, give him a chance to make a play. Throwing the ball, running the ball. And we played in the fumble booth and ran up the middle when you're down four. A field goal gets you to one, but right there, throw the ball. If it's incomplete, it's incomplete. Or maybe it's fourth and two, fourth and one. Tim, they weren't stopping quarterback power on fourth and one or fourth and two. They just were not doing it the whole way. And that's where I have the biggest complaint. Yeah, and I think what you're saying is just that – Put Mark Wade in situations to be successful. Don't put him in a situation where you're asking for a miracle. I honestly do believe, yes, he is a runner. There's no question he's yes. – he can be in an effective part of the rushing game. However, don't make him your feature runner. Make him something that they have to react to. Let him create. Go mm-hmm. back to pass. Look. Do a draw. I get that. Uh, if it was a, a design draw, meaning look like a pass and then run the yep. ball, I have no problem with that. If it's a design where he looks for his first receiver and then becomes a mm-hmm. runner, I have no problem Fine. with that. But show multiple opportunities mm-hmm. with Mark Wade. Don't make him one-dimensional. That's where you get into problems in my eyes with with a, a quarterback of his skill set. We know he can be a runner. He's a great athlete. We've seen that. And you can use his running skills to your advantage, and there's no problem with that. On four, on third down and two or fourth down and three, get the ball him, and you're rolling to the left side or to the right side, and he's mm-hmm. your lead runner with blockers in front. I have no problems with that. That makes total sense to me. Put him under center and do a quarterback sneak. I have no problem what? with any of those type of plays. However – you have to disguise a, a, a quarterback like that. You have exactly. to make him a passer who runs the ball. 
When you do that, the defense has to respect him in, in, in a scenario where he's in oh. a shotgun, taking the snap, and then you're saying, all right, pass first, and then you sneak him out mm-hmm. to the left or to the right or up the gut and, and use it to, his, to your advantage. There's nothing wrong with using him as a straight runner on certain downs. If it was second down and eight, okay. I get it. Yes, fine. But on third but down and eight, the field yeah, third down and eight, disguise the run. Make it a draw mm-hmm. with the quarterback. Roll him out and give him the option to find the tight end or the receiver or a back. Or the back. Mm-hmm. You know, that he can flip it to. Uh, run an op. God forbid I say this, but an option play where he actually can pitch I, the ball. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with pitch any of those scenarios. It, yes. yes. There's so many ways to do it. But on a third down and making a power run play with your quarterback, long, yeah. to me, is quite honestly a high school play, not a college play. Especially with an offensive line that, granted, had blocked really well on Saturday, but up to that point had struggled. It's tough for anybody, Tim, to just go straight quarterback power and get eight, nine yards. Here's the good um, news. They, they're they using his skill sets better this past yes. week. Yes. Exactly. And they expanded the offense and they put points on the scoreboard. Previous week they got shut out. So yeah, there so that, is there's life in yeah, the Penguins. Exactly. They're ready to take flight offensively. All right. So the defense has had their first challenge in the week where they had to make some plays late in the ball game, had difficulty. And that's okay. I can accept that. It's a growth week. I think they, they're back feeling better about themselves for the first three or the first two yes. weeks of the season. You couldn't walk away thinking that this team felt good about themselves. At least this week no. they showed some life. They showed some lead. They led exactly. in the ball game. Things didn't go their way in the end. But entering this fourth week on the road, you feel like they have an opportunity to do something special, that they have an opportunity That's to win the ball game. Exactly. And you and I know, Tim, the toughest thing for a young team to do. And let's not forget, this team is extremely young at almost every position, especially the most important position. The most the most difficult thing to do is to win a close game. And you mentioned it. Our defense finally had a rough game. Southern Illinois has the best skill set that we have seen up to this point. And we talked about it last week in Ramir Elliott. That kid, I watched him on film a little bit last week. He's quick. Book, and he put his foot in the ground and go. We were talking about McLaughlin. He's powerful, too. They got a big back they can run the wildcat with. And he gets four or five yards every time he falls forward. You got Avante Cox outside, Landon Lenore. That's just a really good uh, set of skill position players. And, you know, the Penguins, they had some struggles with the hurry up offense. But like you talked about, you now have some things you can build upon. And you can say, we can do this well, we can do that well. You feel better about yourself going into Brookings this week than you did after the first two weeks. And that gets me to my point now. Go ahead. You want to- I was going to say, as we turn the page to South Dakota State, you know, they're yes. two and one coming in. They beat Northern Iowa in the opening week. They, uh, they lost to South Dakota, or North Dakota in the second week. Not a surprise. And, mm-hmm. and in the third week, they, they beat. Westwood, Illinois. So uh, this is not going to be easy. No, no, this is the best team, in my opinion, in the Missouri Valley, I think. I know they lost to North Dakota, 
who is surprisingly coming to conference so far in their first three conference games and have done really well. But in my opinion, this is the best team that we'll see all year. And it's a matchup that every year gives the Penguins problem. It's just a style that the Penguins do not play well against the Jackrabbits, especially out there in Brookings. Last year, South Dakota State came here. We had the lead going into the third quarter. Uh, that's when Nathan Mays had his injury and things uh, started to fall apart for the Penguins. You know, but they're led by Pierre Strong at running back. That kid's phenomenal. He's probably the best back in the conference. And last year, they were led by uh, Jabori Gibbs. He got hurt. But now uh, he got beat out by a freshman, Gronkowski. Gronsky, uh, you know, I'm not Gronkowski, really sure how to pronounce yeah. his name. Yeah, Gronkowski. Uh, Mark Gronkowski, he, uh, he had a big a game. He's a freshman. Yeah, he had four carries for 120 yards. Now, I know Western Illinois is probably the worst team in the conference. Uh, we'll see them late April. Uh, the Jackrabbits put up 345 yards rushing the football. Uh, this yeah. team can run at you in a uh, – they can spread it out and run it. They can pound it down your throat. And they got a lot of guys growing the football, led by Gronkowski, at quarterback, and uh, Pierre Strong at running back, Tim. And then uh, Janky is another nice receiver they have, I believe. You know, Isaiah Davis Deepenmeyer, is a running back that you have to pay yeah, attention to. he's big. He's a big, powerful kid. Give credit to Coach Diegelmeyer. He's been there. Uh, he's the longest tenured coach in the conference, and he's a hell of a coach. I think he's been there over 30 years. I don't know if you know this, but since they joined the league in 2008, they are the only team in the conference to not have a losing record. And that's no, impressive I considering Northern Iowa – North Dakota State's been a dynasty. Illinois State and Youngstown State have appeared in championship games. Northern Iowa, Southern Illinois, they've all appeared in the playoffs. So this is just a style, Tim, that yeah. whatever Jack Roberts has always given why is she Yeah, trumps. we don't play well. We yeah. don't play well. Um, we're going to be tested up front, Tim. Our defense, especially our run defense, we do a good job in the first half of games stopping the run. Second half. Uh, I don't know if, you know, if we get a little bit tired or some reason or another, uh, we don't do a good job in the second half stopping the run. And if the Penguins have any hope this week to win, they've got to stop the run. They yeah, have got to stop the run. Yes, this exactly. game begins and ends with the defense. Exactly. Let's face it. This team's averaging close to 400 yards on the ground. Exactly. Uh, you're going to have to cut that in half. And you're going to have to match them score for score offensively. You're going to have to win this game ugly. You got to muck it up. If you do, you're going to win this game probably because of turnovers and points off of turnovers. You uh, need minimum two turnovers and probably 14 points off. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's going to take. This game is going to be won or lost by the defense. I think the offense is going to be quite honest with you. I'm not encouraged going into tonight, Saturday's game. Uh, my guess is about a 35-18, 35-20-ball game. Uh, South Dakota State, but let's like I said, the way you change that score is turnovers, turnovers, yeah. turnovers, turnovers. If you get turnovers to points, uh, that will that will change the outcome of that ball game. Without oh, turnovers, saw, I think we're looking at at least a fourteen point deficit. Oh, you saw that. You want to talk about how turnovers affect the game? Southern Illinois is probably a better team than North Dakota. We'll see North Dakota in two weeks when they come to Stambaugh, but. Southern Illinois had five turnovers in that game and lost by 23 points. Yeah. So 
if you can, and I'm not saying force five South Dakota State terms. Hell, that'd be awesome. But you got to have two. Penguins do a nice job. You know, they've gotten picks back-to-back weeks. So probably two turnovers minimum, I think. Uh, and those have to result in uh, 14 points. But I'll tell you this game, it, you, you touched on it, Tim, is up front. It's, it, the defensive line is going to have to play their best game. Uh, they've got to play better than they have. This game is going to be won or lost in the hidden yardage. If our special teams, kickoffs, and punts continue to be poor, we're going to be in for a long day. Because you can't kick the ball, you can't pooch kick it to the 45-yard line, and you can't average 35, 39 yards a punt. You do that, and it's it's good night. Uh, I hate to be negative because I'm feeling good after last week, but the special teams have got to improve. They have to improve. Field position will play a huge part of this game. How long drives are for both teams will matter. If YSU can have a short field, they're going to stay in the game a little longer. Yep. If the Jackrabbits have a short field, it's going to be a long afternoon for the Penguins. It's just that's the truth. It's, it's going to put a lot on the defense. It's going to be a lot on the secondary to make yeah. plays coming up and helping in the run game, which will be difficult. But it's going to be, yeah. you know, you're going to need all 11 guys on defense to make tackles and uh, to keep the play in front of them. It's going to be difficult. I'm not going it's not an easy conference. It's a difficult scenario. Offensively, YSU can't turn over the ball. They're going to have to make first downs. They're going to have to extend drives. And they're going to have to score touchdowns. Uh, they yeah, can't you settle can't for field, field goals, goals this game. No, nope. you can't get field goals. Look, nope. this game's going to come down to turnovers, field position, and opportunities. If you can win those types of scenarios, YSU will have an opportunity to pull up the upside. Otherwise, hey, I, I'm expecting the Jackrabbits by at least four. Let's see. You know, we've talked all year so far, all three games, about the fight and the effort of this team. Uh, you're going to see that Saturday. You're going to Because we're going to get punched in the mouth a lot by these. And let's be honest, Tim, because – and I don't want to see negative because I'm, a, I'm feeling good about this team right now finally. But this is a game that you probably should get your butt kicked. This is a top five, top – eight team um and stylistically it's just not a good matchup for the penguins over the course of the years this is the game you should get your butt kicked let's see here if you can't make a couple plays here or there and all i ask i ask for it saturday get the game to the fourth quarter with a chance to win we did that saturday came up short that's the toughest thing to do for a young team Let's see if we can't put game pressure on South Dakota State going into the fourth quarter at home, a place where the Penguins team have not won since 2014 when uh, uh, Coach Wolf went in there and pulled off the big upset. Uh, so let's see if we can't get into the fourth quarter with a chance. Give me the fourth you quarter and give them an opportunity. You never want to get in any game, uh, especially feeling better about yourself. But you can't afford to come out in the first quarter, quarter and a half, and know the game's already over. You you cannot afford that. That would just devastate a young team's key. So Penguins are back on the road this week, Tim, 0-3, looking for a huge upset uh, to get their first one of the year. Penguins and Jackrabbits Saturday at 3 o'clock. Uh, we'll be back hopefully Sunday permits this week, if not Monday, 
to recap South Dakota State and preview the Penguins' third home game of the year against South Dakota. YSU takes on South Dakota State 3 o'clock on WBC Saturday. YSU looking for a huge upset to springboard them into the last half of the year. So for Tim, I'm Anthony. Thank you for tuning in, and as always, go Penguins.